Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hi, folks. Welcome again to another episode of Pro Football in the 1970s. I'm your host, Joe Zagorski. And in this episode, we're going to remember Chester Markle's incredible rookie season. Now, by the time of the 1972 NFL player draft, The Green Bay Packers, in particular their head coach Dan Devine, had had enough. Devine's first year at the helm of the Packers would end up with a poor 4-8-2 record. There were plenty of reasons for this, one of the most prominent of which came with the team's inability to successfully convert field goals. A total of nine different place kickers attempted at least one field goal from 1968 to 1971 for the Packers. That's a lot. There was simply no consistency in the team's kicking position to be found. Many people would voice their displeasure over Green Bay's kicking woes, and they asked themselves during this time, how tough could it be to find a kicker? Well, it took several years, but Green Bay, and Dan Devine in particular, finally found a good place kicker. An unlikely young man by the name of Czeslaw Boleslaw Markle hailed from the foreign nation of Poland in the small town of Opol. He became known to many in America as Chester Markle, and he had one God-given gift. He could kick a football. Markle migrated to America and attended a tiny school in Michigan called Hillsdale College. It was during his college years where pro scouts began to look at Markle. Kicking a football is a great evener of talents in the world of the sport. You can either kick a football or you cannot. Bonus points go to your name if you can kick a football in a variety of different outdoor wintry elements such as wind, rain, freezing rain, and snow. Markle had proven that he could succeed despite the harsh weather in college. Uh, Moreover, he could succeed with long-distance kicks, something that pro scouts and are, were and still are most desiring to see. By the time that he was drafted by the Packers in the second round of the 1972 NFL Draft, Dan Devine had already hailed him as the best place kicker in all of college football and the ordained starting kicker in Green Bay from the moment that he signed his rookie contract. Devine's declaration on Marco's greatness was proof that pro scouts were able to go to virtually every small college in America to find a player with the talent necessary. Markle was one of the uh, growing number of soccer-style kickers who were populating the league in the 1970s. Today, that's all we have. But back then, it wasn't. When he was growing up as a kid in his native Poland, he probably never even once thought about making a living kicking in American football somewhere in America. That is exactly what happened. Markle's 1972 season was the stuff of legend. A virtual nobody coming to a team with a losing record from the previous year, then not only leading that team in scoring, but leading the entire league in scoring. 
pretty remarkable. Marco finished the 72 season with 48 field goal attempts and he converted on 33 of those. He also converted on 29 of 29 extra points. Perfect record. His total scoring output in 1972 was 128 points, which was 7 points more than Bobby Howfield of the New York Jets, who finished second in the league in scoring with 121 points. Mark Holt got off to a very good start in 1972, and so did the Packers. He kicked four field goals in Green Bay's 26-10 opening day victory at Cleveland. A couple of weeks later, he kicked three field goals to lift the Packers over the defending world champion Dallas Cowboys 16-13. Marco booted the winning points in the next two contests, a 20-17 win over Chicago and a 24-23 victory at Detroit on Monday Night Football. Marco certainly had a hand, or a foot, in Green Bay's 4-1 record to begin the 1972 season. Uh, but the good times would not last, however. The Packers lost a 10-9 heartbreaker to the Atlanta Falcons in Week 6. Marco scored all nine of the Packers' points in that game, but when he attempted his fourth field goal in that game with less than a minute to play, he missed it. Yes, it was raining and it was windy, but pros don't make excuses for their mistakes. Marco certainly did not make any excuses. Instead, he patiently studied the craft of place kicking more diligently, and he silently affirmed to not miss another game-winning kick. For the remainder of the 1972 season, Marco may have missed some more kicks, but he connected on many more. The Packers would enjoy three separate game-winning streaks during the 1972 season, and Marco's role was prominent in each of those victories. He scored a total of 72 points in the second half of the year, including in a couple of bone-chilling outdoor games in Green Bay and in Minnesota. Thanks largely to Mark Holzek's efforts, the Packers won 10 games in 1972, which was good enough for them to win the NFC Central Division title. Naturally, winning a league title, league scoring title, would have been even nicer had Green Bay won a Super Bowl in 1972, but that did not happen. Nevertheless, the Packers, and in particular Chester Markle, made some headlines once again in 1972, and good headlines at that. Now, for the trivia question for this episode, who was Chester Markle's placement holder during the 1972 season? Once again, thanks a lot for joining us on this episode of Pro Football in the 1970s. I'm your host, Joe Zagorski, and I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode. Take care. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. 
We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.